From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money? The conflict between Russia and Ukraine has been all over the news. And there seems to be a new tragedy almost on a daily basis. But beyond the human tragedy, there has also been serious economic impacts. Impacts that us as investors must be aware about. And in this episode of the Where's My Money podcast, we walk you through exactly how this conflict will impact your portfolio and how to navigate this situation to make sure your portfolio stays in the green. Stick with us, we've got you covered. To do this, we spoke to Mukul Malik, who's commonly known as Asset Yogi. And we started the conversation with an overall context of what's happening in this conflict. I would probably highlight the deglobalization that is happening. So far, we have been talking about the globalization, right? So in past few years, we are seeing that all the countries are talking about Atmanirbhar, like India is talking about. Countries want to be independent because we don't know when a company can just pull out of your country. Today, just to give you an example, Gmail accounts for almost 60% market share in emails in India. So tomorrow, suppose, uh, let's say US decides that, you know, we should just uh, pull out of India and our company should uh, pull out of India. They force uh, Google to do that like they did in Russia, right? So I think uh, overall, if we have to drive the context, we are going to increasingly see the deglobalization. And uh, of course, in the short term, we will see inflation, we will see slowdowns in economies. That is uh, for sure. Because see, in the US also, Fed has already started increasing interest rates. For how long can you print uh, money and uh, for how long can you uh, keep uh, zero interest rates, right? So interest rates will not just rise in US, uh, they will rise in India as well. So in fact, I think uh, in my lifetime, I have not seen these kind of interest rates so far. I mean, you get a home loan at uh, 6, 6.5% today. So I think we will uh, see inflation in the shorter run and uh, interest rates will also go up, which will eventually lead to some slowdown uh, in the shorter term. I want to ask you and kind of take a step back after this conflict has arose, Just like you're saying, we're seeing inflation, which is then causing economies to have to use interest rates to counteract that inflation and the impact on the economy. But could we start with why is this conflict between Russia and the Ukraine having global inflation impact all over the world? Russia is a major oil producer and oil exporter. And uh, if uh, there are a lot of sanctions all over the place, Russian oil and gas is uh, sanctioned by most NATO countries, which is uh, called the West. And uh, I was just looking at the numbers. Russia is mainly exporting oil and gas. So if that oil is stopped suddenly, right, the impact will be seen in oil. And a lot of countries like India and China are dependent on oil. So of course, if oil goes up, inflation is definitely going to go up. Now, there is a second part to it. Interest rates were kept low because of COVID across the world, in US, in India. Right. So as I said earlier, for how long can you keep the interest rates zero in US? Right. Fed was keeping interest rates zero. So I think these interest rates uh, will go up in future and uh, because of the inflation mainly. And inflation is mainly because of the commodity prices, which is largely influenced by oil and to an extent other commodities as well, like uh, iron and steel. You know, I am getting my construction done and Uh, Steel prices have soared like anything in last one year. I can tell you it has almost doubled. So commodity prices, WPI, which is wholesale price index, uh, 
it has actually gone by i think uh, 13% year on year for last 2 3 years and this is going to be a very basic question so you're saying that commodity prices are rising because of the conflict out of the russia and the ukraine and russia supplies so much of these commodities to the world other than oil all of these steel like you were just mentioning and that is causing prices of manufactured goods to potentially go up why yes. does that have an impact on inflation see when the wpi goes up of course that part of uh, prices will be transferred to consumers eventually right all the commodity prices are basically factored in the wpi which means all your iron and steel and uh, whatever goes into manufacturing all the products right so if wpi is going up for how long can the companies absorb those costs they will eventually transfer those costs to the consumer if edible oil is going up for example india imports 14% of its oil in the form of sunflower oil right so and this sunflower oil mainly comes from russia so if this sunflower oil is suddenly stopped the prices are definitely going to go up even palm oil from malaysia that comes that prices have also gone up so if all these commodity prices are going up eventually these will come in the consumer price index also and we are seeing that you know inflation has started rising and the uh, rbi takes that you know uh, 6% benchmark and if uh, the inflation goes beyond 6% they start thinking about increasing interest rates and we are right on the edge now when they raise interest rates what is the exact impact that it will have in the economy and why does it cause a slowdown in both inflation and growth of the economy when we have low interest rates we will borrow more and the economy will churn more for example if a home loan is at 6 6.5% people will buy more real estate people will buy more vehicles more cars more equipment more gadgets in their houses right that's how the economy churns so world over in last 100 years you can correlate the data whenever interest rates are down economy economic growth goes up when interest rates go up then economic growth slows down so that's how it happens and uh, interest rates have been kept low and rightly so because uh, there was covid and there was lot of support required from the government but it is hard to keep that in check because inflation is rising now let's now move into the ways that investors can navigate throughout this situation that we see arising at a high level what are a few things that investors should keep in mind while expecting either unpredictability or volatility in the market or that a slowdown could arise what are the ways that they should navigate through that situation when the russia uh, ukraine conflict started and uh, the volatility index uh, was very very high it crossed 30 generally it is uh, it hovers around 17 18 now it has come back to uh, uh, i think about 20 so we are uh, in a safer zone volatility basically means the kind of risk that the investors perceive today so initially investors were perceiving very high risk but now people have also realized that yes india is dependent on oil but now we can find ways of getting our oil right india is uh, trying to close a deal with uh, russia for oil needs right so eventually as investors we have to see if the economy is heading towards a slowdown then we must diversify our assets it's very simple and we must also start thinking about asset allocation which means that we don't put all our eggs in one basket we have to put in some money in real estate and maybe some in gold maybe some in bonds and very very importantly we should also hold cash right i think 
कैश पोजिशन इज हाईली अंडर वैल्यूड टूडे सी इफ टुमोरो स्टॉक्स गो डाउन एंड वी आर ऑल इन वी आर ऑल इन्वेस्टेड वी विल नॉट हैव एनी मनी टू बाई स्टॉक्स एट डिस्काउंट एंड दैट इज अ डिसिप्लिन दैट अ वैल्यू इन्वेस्टर लर्न वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट दैट वी मस्ट हैव कैश आई कैन गिव यू एन एग्जाम्पल ऑफ वॉरन बफेट कंपनी बक्शर हैथवे इज सिटिंग ऑन अ ह्यूज कैश they have not made any significant investments in last 2 3 years because i think warren buffett understands that the markets are at all time highs and markets are probably not in line with the economy nobody really talks about this cash perspective which like you said if if the if the stock prices do go down it's a great opportunity for investors i want to ask you from the perspective of percentages to the extent that you can talk about percentages i know it can vary depending on the person but how do you view the way that a investor should look at their asset allocation in terms of percentages right now right how much should be in cash how much should be in stocks how much should be in debt how do you look at that see it's very difficult to say but anyway as a, as a general rule if somebody is in his uh, 20s of course he can have more allocation towards equity right so there is a rough thumb rule 100 minus your age can be your equity allocation and the rest can be in debt or fixed income securities fixed income securities would mean uh, fds bonds uh, your uh, provident fund and uh, other things and uh, this is a very general thumb rule but as i talked about cash we should have some portion of that in the form of cash also right so let's say if uh, not 70 suppose if somebody is a 30 year old so if as per the thumb rule he has to invest uh, 30% in equity so if not 30 he can put maybe keep a 10 or 20% in cash right so maybe he can put in 50% in equity this is a very very uh, broad thumb rule you know we have to decide for ourselves right so if somebody is more comfortable holding cash and if he feels that uh, you know my job uh, can have some problems i can have lesser income in coming months he should definitely build some emergency fund right because the slowdowns can also cause job losses so we have to be prepared for emergencies you mentioned in the video also about the importance of sips here and and why it could be a a great uh, mechanism for investors could you just expand upon that point see the thing is we don't know where the markets will head tomorrow right so as investors all we can do is we can invest right we can take a decision either to invest or not to invest so better is that you know we keep investing over time so that the price averages out if the tomorrow you know the market goes down by 10% 15% or 20% our cost price will also go down go down meanwhile and i think we can have better returns overall so that is the whole objective of sips and we can achieve our cost averaging through sips that makes complete sense and i wanted to wrap up with this one final question and it's about the mindset and psychological frameworks that investors can adopt when inevitably in their lifetime as an investor they will see volatility right so for example in this particular scenario if they see their overall portfolio take a dip because something that's happening in the economy or or something that's happening in the world such as the russia ukraine conflict how do you as an investor deal with that emotionally how do you rationalize your situation from the most rational perspective as as opposed to using the you know emotion that comes along with it i think uh, i'll give an example of a yogi in fact our uh, name of the brand is asset yogi and uh, there is a the meaning of yogi is the practitioner and who keeps uh, calm so i think in investing discipline and patience 
are very very important and i think uh, yogis are best at that they can maintain their calm in the worst of the situations so i think as investors we have to be disciplined about investing we have to regularly invest and regularly investing means that you know sometimes if we feel that i have to hold on to cash i must hold on to cash right as long as you are comfortable holding on to cash you should go ahead you can park some money in your savings or fds also there is no harm in that but the discipline has to be there we should not overspend that is the bottom line we have to be prepared for rainy days so i think uh, as long as we can maintain the discipline and have patience we are definitely going to make uh, long term wealth that's powerful mukul i think we have everything to produce an awesome podcast thank you so much for taking the time to to come on the show thank you arman thank you for your time and for having me we hope you enjoyed this episode of where's my money by ticker tape on this show we simplify the finance landscape in india for you So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.